Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen. Well, praise God. While you remain standing, let's read one verse in the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Amen. You may be seated. And let's just give the Lord a good hand clap of praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to preach on the subject, still the same. Still the same. Amen. You know, there are many things that have constantly improved over time. Phones, automobiles, cameras, light bulbs, vacuums. Now they got the little, you know, room thing or whatever that the little round thing, robot that goes around <laughs> that the cat, you know, sits on and has a ride. <coughs> Amen. Calculators. Amen. They had some old, you look at some old-fashioned calculators way back in the day. Uh, I mean, I guess they started with the abacus, which is those little beads that slide. That was back in, you know, ancient, ancient Chinese culture. Amen. But uh, uh, I remember when the first calculator came, the little portable battery one came out back in the 70s. It was like a hundred bucks for that little thing. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And now you can buy them for like a buck or whatever. <laughs> the same thing. Amen. But uh, so many things, washing machines, even headphones, and just, you just the, the list goes on of the, when they originally uh, were invented till now. So many improvements, so many changes. But then there are other things that are still pretty much the same since they were originally invented. Paper clips, 1899, about the same. Amen. How about shoehorns? This is a plastic shoehorn. They didn't have plastic back when these were first used in the 15th century. Shoehorns were said to have been used. I bought this about three or four years ago. Amen. But the shape and the pretty much it's about the same. It's still the same. Safety pins invented in 1849. About the same. Matches. 1832. Rubber bands. 1845. And ballpoint pens. 1888. Well, they're, they're different, made out of different materials and different colors, but they're pretty much the same. Amen. These things are still the same because you can't improve them. They're, they are what they are. Amen. They're a, the simplicity of it all. But in this ever-changing world that we live in, I'm greatly encouraged and comforted by the fact that God does not change and neither does His Word change. It's still the same. It's still the same. Amen. Praise God. You can, you can get, you know, the, the King James Bible, 
that, uh, that a lot of us use, and there's all kinds of versions, but the King James Bible, amen, 1611. That's when it was written, 1611, amen. And it's the same version, King James Version, we're using today, amen. It's still the same. You see, God remains constant in our lives. He's a sure foundation for our hearts and minds, and He's a strong anchor for our souls in a world that's changing by the day. Now, God and His Word, they're, they're the same because they need no improvement. They're already the epitome of perfection. Amen. And though we change on a daily basis, God doesn't change. And that's why I need God in my life. Amen. He is a constant in my life. He's an anchor in my life. Amen. He's a foundation in my life. He's something I can depend on, I can count on. Our moods change, our emotions change, our circumstances change, our relationships change, our bodies change, our desires change, our goals change, but God doesn't change. And that's why I'm so thankful for that. God is the same. Psalms 102, 27, you are the same and your years will have no end. Malachi 3, 6, the Lord said, I am the Lord and I do not change. James 1, 17, all generous giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or the slightest hint of change. Amen. We're serving a God that you can count on to be there. Amen. I can't say that about everybody I know. I can't say that about people or situations. Amen. Everything changes. Our favorite restaurants when we were growing up, some of them are gone. Our favorite places to go, amen, are closed up. There's all kinds of changes in our life, but God is not going to be gone when you go. God is not going to be closed up. God's not going to be boarded up. Amen. God's always going to be there. Because he's very present help. He's a very present help. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm also so grateful that his word, because he is, his word is as unchangeable as he is. Amen. It's inspired by God. Praise God. All scripture was given to us. And Psalms 89, 34 said, my covenant, I will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. I thank God for that. I can count on his word. Isaiah 48, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God. God stands forever. Amen. The word of God stands forever. What it said last year, it says right now. What it said 10 years ago, it says right now. Amen. What it says right now, it's going to say 10 years from now. Because the Bible said in Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It is settled Amen. There is no change about it. So you can count on his word. You can stand on his word. You can fully trust his word. And because if Jesus said it, I believe it and you should believe it. Amen. And that settles it. Praise God. If Jesus says it, we believe it. That settles it. And there's no argument. We just know he's going to stand by his word. Amen. You see, the main reason is his word is so powerful and 
and unalterable is because he is his word and his word is him. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. And because people have trusted in God and his word for thousands of years, there have been paths made. There have been thoroughfares. There have been trails made, amen, by the well-traveled people that lead us in the ways of the Lord. We have come on the heels of previous generations, amen. This church has been, uh, the church of the Lord has been around for almost 2,000 years, and before that, the, the prophets of the Old Testament time and the law, amen, and all of it was a generation passing on to a next generation, amen. And now we're carrying the torch. We're carrying the baton for this generation. Amen. Praise God. And so we're trying to walk the path that somebody showed us about to walk. Amen. And it's important that we take the path of the Lord because it's still the same. It's an old path. Amen. But it's a good path. Jeremiah 6, 16, our, our text verse, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Amen. Well, I want a new path. I don't like this old, dusty path. Amen. No. The old path is the good way. And walk in it, and you'll find rest for your souls. But Jeremiah found out there was some people, they didn't like the old paths. They didn't want to walk where God wanted them to walk. But they said at the end of this verse, we will not walk therein. And of course, Jeremiah was one of the prophets during the time of the Babylonian captivity and so forth. Amen. So I'm just telling us all this morning, I'm encouraging us all. Amen. Let's stay on that old path and let's not deviate to the right or to the left. Praise God. This is no time to take another road. This is no time to try something new. Amen. God is from everlasting in the past and he's as old as old can be as far as we gauge age, amen, but he's not even, he, he lives in eternity, amen, so I want to go on that eternal path, I want to go on the path of God, praise God, because we cannot afford to get on some other path in this ever-changing world, right now is not a time to experiment on a new path, amen, see a path is a trail, it's a, it's a passage, it's a road, a route, or a highway, and the Bible talks about all kinds of paths. It talks about crooked paths and straight paths. It talks about paths of righteousness and paths of wickedness. It talks about upright paths and paths of justice. It talks about paths of violence. It talks about ancient paths and paths of darkness, paths of life. And then it talks about the path of God. Amen. And so we want the straight path. We want the justice path. We want, amen, the ancient and the old path. The path of light. The path of God. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. And it's still the same. Amen. It's still the same as it's been a long time. It hasn't changed because he hasn't changed. Jeremiah 18, 15 he was talking to the people of God at the time. Amen. And this is why they were getting themselves in trouble with, uh, with other nations because they had 
had gone away from God and they had walked a different path. And the Bible said, because my people have forgotten me, they have burned incense to worthless idols and they have caused themselves to stumble in their ways from the ancient paths to walk in pathways and not on the highway. Amen. We need God's ancient path. It's a highway. Amen. It's a highway of holiness. It's a highway of God. We need to walk. Amen. We're God. God wants us so we don't stumble. You see, God's path is tried and true. Amen. You, you, you'll know where you're going. Amen. It's been, it's been trod. It's been walked on. It's been tra well-traveled. Praise God. Some of these new paths, uh, amen, are treacherous. Uh, and you don't know. Uh, they're, they're not really marked. Uh, uh, they're not even mapped out. Uh, they're not really uh, safe. Praise God. Uh, amen. Jesus warned us uh, in, in the New Testament when he talked about the end times that we're living in right now. He warned us not to follow the paths of false Christs and false prophets. He said in Luke 21, 8, and he said, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. Do not follow their path. Amen. Stay with the word of God. Stay with the tried and true. Amen. Apostle Paul gives a similar warning, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 13, for he, he talked about people, amen, that appear to be people of God, appear to be leaders of God, but he said, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, talking about Satan's ministers, people don't understand, amen, that Satan has ministers too, amen, and they'll take you down the wrong path. We need to stay on God's path and follow God's ministers. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. And so that is good advice. And I say the same thing. Follow me as I follow Christ. But if Paul, if Paul takes a wrong turn and starts going down, amen, a wrong path, amen, then we shouldn't follow Paul anymore. And I'd say the same thing. If you don't follow me anymore if I go off the deep end. Amen. Not planning on it. Amen. But I'm just telling you, praise God, we're not following a man in apostolic life. Lighthouse, we're following Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank God. We're following Jesus. Amen. I, have, I've, I haven't preached myself. I've preached Jesus. I've preached the word. I, I hope I have over these years. Amen. Follow the word. So he said that Satan transforms himself into an angel of light trying to look like a good guy. 
Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Amen. That's why we got to be watching and praying. And we got to keep our nose in the book and our knees in the floor. Amen. And our foot established in the house of the Lord. And then we're not going to be deceived. Praise God. We need the paths of God, the paths of righteousness and God's highway. Amen. Amen. Some paths take you so deep into the, uh, the underbrush, so to speak, spiritually speaking, and, and into the darkness, you don't know which way is up and which way to go. That's why God said, stay on his highway. The old path is a highway. Amen. That's, that's not just another word for a freeway. In the Bible, the highway is a better vantage point. You're up and you can see better. Amen. You can see where you're going because God's got a highway of holiness for us. Amen. Isaiah 35, 8 said, a highway shall be there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walked the road, although a fool shall not go astray, no lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away when we're walking on the highway of holiness. Amen. Praise God. See, there's only one way that leads to endless day. There's only one path that'll take us to heaven. Amen. So many people over the years, amen, even in my life, have told me, go this way to find peace and tranquility. Go this way to find God. Go that way to find peace and create your creator and this and that and all. And all these ways, everyone's saying, go this way. And everybody's saying, go that way. But what I like is what Jesus said. He didn't tell us to go this way or that way. He said, I am the way. And I am the truth. And I am the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. I am the door. Amen. If anybody tries to go another way, if anybody tries to climb up another way, they are a thief and a robber. He said, I am the door. You got to go through me. To get to God. Woo! And it's still the same. It's still the same. Oh, hallelujah. That old ancient path begins with the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the plan of salvation. The gospel of Jesus, which is also referred to as the faith in the Bible. Amen. Well, it, that, that gospel was once delivered, amen, to us. Amen. And it has not changed. 2,000 years ago, it was delivered to us once, and we've just carried it on and passed it to subsequent generations. Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Once delivered. Amen. Once and for all, unalterable and unchangeable. Amen. The common salvation, the faith 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That we should earnestly contend for that faith. Amen. The word contend comes from the, the Greek word, amen, that we also get, amen, uh, like a contender, a fighter, a boxer, a heavyweight contender, amen. So that means uh, that we should earnestly fight for the truth, uh, earnestly fight for the faith, earnestly stand up and say, that's the way, walk ye in it, that's the path. Oh, hallelujah, you cannot improve upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't do it. Amen. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm not ashamed of that gospel. Amen. Because it's the power of God. Now, that's the only gospel that has the power of God. There's a lot of fake gospels out there. There's a lot of other teachings out there. But you cannot have them associated with the power of God because God only honors one gospel. God only blesses one gospel. God only backs up one gospel. The gospel hasn't changed. It's still the same. Still the same. Well, you know, it's 2022. Shouldn't we kind of adjust our message a little bit? You know, we got, you know, all these, you know, I can't even keep up with everybody that categorizes everybody. You know, you know, they say I'm a baby boomer, you know, because I was born in the 60, early 60s. Amen. And, you know, baby boomers. And then the, I don't know what was next. And then you got the millennials. And then you got generations Z's and X's and Y's and, and post this and that. And I don't know what's going on. But, you know, shouldn't we just, shouldn't we just ease up on some stuff because of all this new stuff? You know, the world's kind of changing and stuff. Yeah, the world's changing. <laughs> Amen. But it's still the same. Praise God. I can't help it. Everyone else is moving away. I got to stay on the old path. I gotta stay on the ancient path. Amen. The gospel is the power of God. It's the still the same. Amen. Paul warned us in Galatians 1 verse 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed. Obviously, the Galatians were struggling even then. Amen. Just, just a few decades, a couple decades after Jesus' resurrection and went to heaven and the church started, they already were wrestling, amen, with other gospels and other teachings trying to creep in. But he said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you under the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than what you have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Amen. amen. That means, amen, if an angel, and I've never seen one with my eyes before, but I've heard people see him, and I totally believe in him. Amen. And I know they're there. But if an angel appeared right now and just said, hey, you know, God's got to, you know, made some adjustments on the gospel. You know, he's changing it up a little bit. To, Amen. Let him be accursed. Yeah, but that's an angel. No, it's not. Yeah, that's an angel. It's on the wrong team. That's an angel that got fired and kicked out of heaven. They can still look like angels, 
Satan is the angel of light, right? Lucifer means, amen, son of the morning. Amen. He still can look like he used to look before he fell, and so can the demons. Amen. But though we, though Paul, though any preacher, anybody, or an angel preach any other gospel than what was established on the day of Pentecost by Peter and the rest of the apostles and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, let him be accursed. I didn't say it. The Word of God said it. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 9 said, as we said, he wanted to repeat it for emphasis. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Amen. And then Paul talked about the simplicity of Christ. You know, those things that haven't changed and you know, 100 years or a few hundred years that I talked about, the paper clip, the rubber band, the matches and all that stuff that you horn. Amen. This thing that we're walking in, it's not a hard thing. Amen. He revealed it unto babes. The poor heard him gladly and the common people received the salvation. It's not so over our heads. It's the people that are speaking Greek and Hebrew and trying to cover up the fact that they don't know what they're talking about. Amen. They're, they're making me go crazy because I don't even understand what they're talking about. Amen. They're ever learning and ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. God made this simple so that even kids can understand it. Amen. Woo! Praise God. Feel the same. Paul said in 2 Corinthians eleven three. 3, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. He told the Corinthians, don't put up with it. Amen. There is no other Jesus. There's only one. There is no other spirit. There's only one. There is no other gospel. There's only one. Woo! Praise God. The Bible talks about perverting the gospel of Christ, uh, amen, twisting the scriptures, uh, amen, to their own destruction. I'm telling you what, uh, people need to leave the gospel alone. It's powerful just like it is. Uh, quit trying to change it and twist it around or make it something God never intended it to be, amen, water it down so it'll be more popular. I don't want it to be more popular, amen, I want it to work so people can get saved and be ready to go to heaven when the time comes. You know what worldliness is? Popularity. It's what everybody's doing in the world. That's popular. That's worldly. And not everything that's popular, I'm not saying everything is bad. Amen. That it's happening in the world. I'm just saying that's an easy way of, hey, everyone's doing it. Yeah, but we, we're not doing it because we're on the path. Amen. The path, has, we got to stay on this. Amen. You know, there's only one way to be saved. There's only one plan of salvation. You can't believe your way into the kingdom of God. You must be born into it. I know there's a lot of verses that talk about believing and all this kind of stuff and everlasting life, but let me tell you something. I believe a lot of things, but if I don't do something about it, I'm not going to get anywhere with it. Amen. And, and it's how much more the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe he died for me, but I got to do something about it. 
And it's not just something I say. It's not just a mental thing. Amen. It's an obedience to God's word. Amen. And those of you who have socks on this morning, I'm going to say something that might knock them off. Praise God. Amen. It's not the love, it's not the mercy, and it's not the grace of God that saves us either. Amen. Let me say, let me say it before you say, hey, wait a minute now. We don't know about following you now, okay, after saying that. No, let me tell you something. The love of God is because, because of the love of God, he came and died for us so that we could be saved. Amen. And it was because his mercy and his grace, amen, that we have a church and we have a plan of salvation. Amen. But I'm not saved because of just the love, mercy, and grace. Amen. The Bible said the grace of God has brought salvation to me. And then what am I going to do with it once I get it? Praise God. I must obey it. Amen. I, I'll never forget Brother Stone King used to say that. He said, it's not the love of God, the mercy of God, and the grace of God that saves us. He said, it's the doctrine of God that saves us. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm going to have to study that out a little bit. <laughs> Amen. But he was right. Amen. It's the doctrine. It's the believing in the word of God because the gospel is a plan, amen, that needs to be followed. Yeah, I got to believe it first because if I just do something I don't believe in, and a lot of us, maybe we, we do something that we don't, we're, our heart's not in it or whatever. In life, we do it because somebody made us or somebody wants us to, and it's not going to do anything for us. But yeah, I got to believe in God, but then I got to do something about it. Romans six seventeen said, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you that form of doctrine you obeyed from the heart what's he talking about talking about the gospel first corinthians 15 1 moreover brethren paul said i declare to you the gospel which i preached to you which also you received and which also you stand by which also you are saved so i receive the gospel and i stand in the gospel and most importantly i'm saved by the gospel he said you're saved if you hold fast the word which i preached to you unless you believed in vain Amen. And then he goes on to say in the next couple of verses, he says that God, he defines the gospel, that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I got to do something with that. I got to do something with that. I got to obey it. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And I had one person tell me, well, it doesn't say he that believeth not and is not baptized shall be damned. I'm like, let me tell you something, sir. <laughs> Amen. If you look at the Greek in there, since everyone's excited about the Greek, let me just get in there a little bit. Amen. What it's really telling you is if, you, if he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not that you need to be baptized after you believe shall be damned. That's what it's saying. Praise God. And let me explain something to you. Paul said, amen. Or Jesus said, amen. On that great day of the feast, he got up and said, he that believeth in me, amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spoke he of the spirit that they that believe on him should receive. Amen. It's not just believing. It's getting baptized. It's not just believing. It's receiving the spirit of God in my life. Woo. Come on now. Praise God. And that's why the first message is still the best message. The first message of this church 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost after the Holy Ghost fell in chapter 2, that first message is still the best message. It's still the same message that we're preaching 2,000 years later. It's still the same gospel message. When Peter got up to preach, and he started telling them, you guys crucify the Lord of glory. And it was the will of God for you to do that because that was God's plan. But God wants you to be saved. God wants you to turn around and repent and change your life. And when he got to the end of his sermon, there were people that were chomping at the bit. Amen. And they cried out to the Peter and the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? How do we right this wrong? What can we do? Amen. And then Peter said unto them, here's the answer. It's still the same. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children, and as many as the Lord our God shall call. And then it goes on to say, They that gladly received his word were baptized. And there were added unto the church 3,000 souls. Oh, hallelujah. Would you stand with me? Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, confirm your word, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Still the same. It's the power of God and the salvation. my last passage of scripture today is talking about something that is, hasn't yet happened and we're waiting for it to happen, the coming of the Lord. Amen. But the Bible says that when he comes back, amen, chapter 2 Thessalonians 1, 7, and to give you who are troubled rest with us. Amen. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Folks, we got to obey the gospel. It's a three-pronged plan of death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus did it literally. We do it spiritually. Amen. By repenting, being baptized, buried with him in water and rising to walk in newness of life receiving that resurrection power of the Holy Ghost living inside of us amen that is what is that is the answer amen and when brother Stone King I don't know if you know about this but he was invited through a, a series of miracles and events to speak to the General Assembly of the United Nations several years ago. And he got up, and, and I don't know if you know that Brother Stone King actually died uh, in the Sydney, Australia airport many years ago. Amen. And he was dead for over 45 minutes, clinically 
and it was established and all that stuff. Amen. But he came back to life. Amen. And God, through a series of events, allowed him to stand up on that podium before the General Assembly of the United Nations. And they gave him only 10 minutes. Amen. And for the first eight or so minutes, he gave his testimony about how God raised him from the dead. And then his last couple moments, amen, he said, he, 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 he acknowledged all of the great people that were there. And he said, folks, this is the answer to all the world's problems. This is the answer that you've been looking for. This is the answer to world peace, answer to world hunger, world this and world that and strife. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he, he closed the, he, his final remarks. He said, I give you Jesus. Amen. Because when we are born again of water and spirit, which is what Acts 2.38 is all about, we have Jesus in our lives. And then, then we can give Jesus to other people. Oh, it's still the same, folks. Let's hold on, amen, to that good old gospel. Praise God, let's hold on to that, amen, good old word of God. Let's hold on to Jesus, amen, who is, amen, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.